0: We've got a guest caller in today. His name is Michael McAfee. He is a the son-in-law of David Green and part of the Hobby Lobby uh, group of companies. He works for works in the companies and he's got experience on how Hobby Lobby faced the federal government when they tried to try to intrude on telling Hobby Lobby how to provide health care to their people and force them to provide contraceptives and things like that and michael and his wife lauren are going to be speaking next week at the god at work forum which is being put on by the christian chamber of commerce tampa bay and you can find out more about it online at c3tb.org for tickets members 49 and we've got lots of great guests or guest speakers next week in a forum. of course that bill bunkley and i will both be on c3tb.org michael welcome to i work for him
1: yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me.
0: I appreciate that uh, that you're on the air with me, and, I, and I, I said Michael McAfee. Is that how you actually say your last name?
1: Yeah, you got it right, Okay,
0: Because uh, there's two different ways, but I didn't know if you were like related to the antivirus guy or, or not. <laughs> oh, man, I wish. No, but they're making our name famous, so I'm
1: happy with it. There you it, go. So.
0: <laughs> so talk to me about your connection to the Green family. It seems like you married well.
1: Oh, I married way over my head. I, uh, I married my Sunday school sweetheart, Lauren, who is uh, Steve's oldest daughter, and uh, I met her when we were seven in Sunday school at our Aww. church, and we started dating at 17, and now we're 27, so I uh, feel like I've been around my, my whole life, but uh, very pleased not only did I marry over my head, I married into a great family.
0: So, well, so you, very you, very you met that—how young were you when you met? Seven.
1: Yeah, yep. we were in Sunday school in uh, when we were kids, and so she had cooties back then, but then, <laughs> you know. She, you got past that she part? She figured it out. So, well, yeah, what's, it.
0: what's really cool is that they knew you from seven until 17, and they still let you date their daughter. That's what's incredible. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. It took me a while to talk him into it, talk her into it. But eventually I did. And so uh just didn't let her go past well, that. But pray, yeah, it's
0: pray, been great. Praise the Lord for great friends that become wives, because I married my best friend as well. Yeah. All right. So you're coming to speak at the Got It Work Forum next week for the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, next Friday, the 23rd of October. Find out more about it on online at c 3 tborg What are you going to be focusing your talk on?
1: Right, yeah. So we're basically going to be sharing a little bit of the the story of Hobby Lobby, the journey that God has taken our family through. Um, And so uh, people, there's a lot of people that kind of became familiar with our story, especially uh, surrounding the Supreme Court case, which we'll definitely talk about, kind of how We, as a family, came to a point where we decided we needed to sue the federal government, which is still (laughs) surreal to us. I can't believe that we, you know, it it came to that, but felt like we didn't feel like we had a choice, I mean, honestly. And so we'll be sharing kind of hopefully bringing people into that room so they can understand what our mindset was and, and the convictions that we had that led us to that point. And then also... Um, You know, this this company is is over 40 years old, and, you know, when when Grandpa Green, when Lawrence Grandpa started the company, I mean, we we tried to build it uh, as much as possible from uh, the ground up in a way that would honor the Lord, and so there's some growing pains with that, but there's even some cool ways that we've legally turned the company over to the Lord, and so uh, we'll be sharing about some of those and just the way that we've tried to apply biblical principles uh, to build a great business.
0: That's going to be exciting. Again, people can find out more about hearing Michael and Lauren Green talk next week at the Got It Work Forum with the Christian Chamber of Commerce. Find it online at c3tv.org. You're also, as I understand, going to talk about the new Museum of the Bible. Now, this is a Green right. family. Uh, this has been one of the things, you, as a Green family, you guys are putting together uh, to, to get out to the public. Talk about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're putting in a premier museum in Washington, D.C. Uh, it is right off of the Capitol. It's a few blocks from the Capitol, um, right in the, the thick of things there in D.C., and uh, it is a major museum dedicated to the Bible. And so we want to uh, preserve the Bible. We want to share the Bible's story, the impact that it's made uh, throughout human history, and, uh, and, and help people see that it is unlike any other book, unlike any other item, and the history of the world, you know? And so if uh, if you saw in the year 2000, Time Life magazine counted down the 100 most significant events for a millennium, and number one was the Bible being printed from the year 1000 to the year 2000. It's it's had a larger impact on our, our language. It's had an impact on our government, obviously, on our society, on art, and culture, and architecture, and fashion, and all sorts of different areas of society and we just uh, we feel like to be a, a responsible uh, knowledgeable person regardless of what you do with it in terms of faith that you should be knowledgeable of the Bible and so uh, that's what the museum's dedicated to our family's kind of taken the first step and trying to be um, uh, major donors to that museum but we're we're hoping that we'll get a lot of support a lot of prayers a lot of people coming to visit
0: so when does that open
1: it'll open in November 2017. So we're a couple years away. we got a couple years to raise about a billion dollars to get this thing off the ground, but we're, we're well over halfway there. We've had a lot of
0: great support. Well, I'd help Reddit check, but I'm just shy about a billion on that one. All right, so talk to me about your—one <laughs> last really quickly. I understand you're also sure. going to be talking about how you see work as worship. Give me the most impactful thing you've learned about work as worship.
1: Yeah, so um, whatever your hand finds to do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, and, and as a young boy, I remember uh, growing up in Miss Georgia's first grade class, I wanted to be—we had career day, and I was the only little boy that didn't dress up as a Troy Aikman or Michael Jordan, saying I was going to be <laughs> a professional athlete. Uh, I dressed up in a suit and tie and said I wanted to be a pastor, and, uh, and I always wanted desired that as a child. And one thing that I've learned is that regardless of if you're working in full-time vocational ministry or if you're working a job nine to five, that everything we do actually is worship, that our work was created by God to give honor and glory to Him and for His purpose.
0: Talk to me about how God moved you from a child who wanted to be a pastor into where you are today.
1: Well, yeah, well, it it, it helped me realize that everything we do uh, is truly worship. So it's not just that Um, You know, we worship when we're in a church on Sundays, or that pastors, really, their work is worship, because they're working, you know, throughout the week doing the Lord's work, and the rest of us are just, you know, pushing papers and everything. But that actually, that God, that Christianity is in some ways very unique, because it gives equal dignity to all work. Um, Even when you look at Genesis, at the beginning, when God puts man in the garden, he makes Adam, the very first man, a gardener um, to work and keep the ground. In that, uh, there's equal dignity, value, and worship in uh, whatever kind of work you do, whether it be that you're caring for uh, the uh, our society and the earth, and kind of keeping things clean, and so, uh, or if you're being creative and you're being. Uh, Fulfilling the cultural mandate by establishing government and building business and things like that um, that actually that they they both have equal dignity the high school uh, busboy uh, helping to clean tables has the same level of dignity and ability to worship in his work as does the CEO of a major organization.
0: Mm. Uh, I love that line. I wrote it down, equal dignity in all work. You're 27. Do you realize what a blessing it is that you understand this at 27? Because I was almost <laughs> mid-40s before somebody explained that same thing to me. I kept thinking, I want to be a pastor. Martha and I have done d- uh, marriage ministry and high school ministry for years, and and I kept trying to get into Mm -hmm. seminary and kept trying to be a pastor because I wanted my work to matter. And then I finally was taught in my early 40s that my work mattered no matter what I did. it's It's an incredible gift to be given. Now being part of the green family being part of the hobby lobby family that puts a lot of pressure on you you're in the spotlight now the good news is you don't have that last name you got the last name of the most famous antivirus on the planet <laughs> next to norton <laughs> next, next to Norton, mcafee is also playing so you at least can hide behind that but how has that right? being married to lauren being part of that family with such a great history of profound faith how has that impacted your relationship and challenged you on a daily basis
1: yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, I, I, I mentioned knowing them my whole life. It never uh, – I guess there was never a shock value of who my, the family is that I'm you know, an in-law of or an outlaw of, however you, you look at it. Um, but I – so – but as far as the impact on my day-to-day life, I mean, it is definitely um, – th- there's definitely been some, some doors and opportunities like this that it is open that I, I wouldn't have expected. But the honestly, the biggest impact it has made is – uh, they're legitimately just a great family. I mean, uh, Grandpa Green is just legitimately a great grandpa to marry into a family to get to um, to live life with. I mean, he really cares for his kids and his grandkids, and his greatest desire is that all people would know the Bible, know Jesus, and that his grandkids would walk with the Lord and find fulfillment in their work. And I mean, he's he's just He's a great guy. I've got a great father-in-law, so um, they've been great, especially uh, uh, kind of filling some gaps that are own, you know, some of the brokenness that exists in my family. Getting to have an in-law family that uh, that loves me and accepts me as their own, and points me to Christ, and encourages me, and disciples me. Uh that that's been the biggest impact it's had on my life.
0: What a privilege it is. And and when I married Martha we got to I got to understand and meet her grandparents who were godly people on the knees praying yeah. in their eighties and that was such an encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that Grandpa Green's waiting for you to make him a great Grandpa Green, those what I'm guessing he's waiting yeah. for.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got some uh, some cousins and some brothers and sisters that have helped with that already. Okay, all right, so, so they're, they're already taking drop, care of that yeah. pressure. That's good. But yeah, but they're definitely, it's coming.
0: Michael, I want to appreciate, I appreciate you calling in today and talking about what you're going to be talking about next week at the God at Work Forum for the Christian Chamber of Commerce. I look forward to meeting you face-to-face. I'm excited about what you're going to talk about, but thanks so much for giving us time here on iWork for Him. I wish you God's best and fly safe, and we'll see you next Friday.
1: Hey, likewise, looking forward to it.